Hey there, you're listening to The Simple Home, a podcast for the modern mom looking for a slower pace, a life with less stuff, less to do, and more time for what really matters. Living simply is more than just getting rid of clutter. It's about letting go of expectations to create a life of intention. Motherhood is the ultimate Groundhog Day experience, where much of every day is spent on the logistical stuff necessary to keep everyone alive so you can wake up and do it again the next day. You don't need just one more thing. You need easier ways to manage the constant cleaning and feeding, the overwhelming clutter, the never-ending to-do list. I wish I could hire you a personal chef, a nanny, a housekeeper, and a personal finance guru, but I can't. What I can do is support you in your journey of letting go of all expectations and taking life at a slower pace. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast today. Hey there, welcome to episode six of the Simple Home Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna, and today we're going to be talking about getting meals on the table and taking the stress out of the whole concept of meal planning. Now, before having kids, me and my husband used to go to Costco and spend hours just wandering the aisles. We'd get what we needed to make our meals for the week. We found new recipes to try and really enjoyed making dinner together. It didn't feel stressful, and we weren't really stressed about the food we'd eat. But then something completely changed when we had kids. This enjoyable part of the day turned into something I would dread. We were now busier trying to keep our little guy alive and keep ourselves somewhat sane. And there was new worry around every meal. I constantly worried, are there enough veggies? Will everyone eat this? How can I get this on the table and still have time for the bedtime routine? How do I get the meal ready when my kid needs me more during dinner time than any other time of day? I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. I really no longer enjoyed looking for new meals to cook, but I felt guilty for feeding my family the same thing over and over. And to be honest, none of the meals were as healthy as I'd like, but the point was just to get something on the table. I stress about meals every single day for the first couple years of my kids' lives. Then I started staying home and the stress multiplied. Now I felt even more responsible for making Pinterest-worthy meals every single night while keeping the house clean and the kids well-behaved. I tried lots of meal planning ideas, downloaded countless meal planning templates, and continued to feel overwhelmed. What I learned through all of this is in order to simplify mealtimes, you have to plan, but there is more that goes into it than that. So here's my six steps to meal planning with success. Just a few things that you can do to help you start to meal plan, and I will also give you my exact plan. And I promise it's super simple. I like to keep things as easy as possible, especially when it comes to something you have to do every single day. So within these six steps, one of them is to plan, and then I will tell you the steps I go through to plan in case that's beneficial to you. Now, there are tons of different ways you could meal plan, and there's so many different real resources. If you just Google, you know, meal planning ideas for families or whatever you want, I've tried tons of them, and this is what I found worked best for my family. So give it a try. Or, of course, Google and see what you can find. But I do think planning helps tremendously. So my first tip is that you've got to let go of all the expectations. 
the only job is that you feed your family. That's it. It doesn't have to look a certain way. You don't have to have your kids in the kitchen with you if you don't want to. Noodles can be dinner. You don't have to share food images with a clean kitchen behind you on Instagram. Let yourself just relax and focus on the actual job, which is to keep your kids alive by feeding them. If you need to give them cereal one night, give them cereal. Really, you don't have to have such high expectations of yourself or of your kids as they're eating the dinner that you've prepared for them. And my second tip in the steps is to plan. Now, I know this one sounds a little bit scary, and I don't really want it to be scary for you. It was scary for me at first, and when I'd try all the meal plans and I'd fail, and I'd wonder how in the world do people have time to meal plan, it would just throw me completely off. But trust me, having a plan going into the week will lighten your mental load and keep you organized and focused with less effort. The days that you spend worrying, what am I going to make for dinner tonight? I mean, that just takes up so much of your time and so much of your brain power. And so we want to lessen that by planning before the week even starts. And I actually just plan for the whole month and I do my shopping once a week. So here's a quick look at my planning system. Um, If you want a super detailed description of the plan, you can go to athomewithkids.com forward slash meal planning bundle and get my free blank templates and everything to go along with this so that you can um, just basically fill in the blanks. So this strategy can be done in less than 30 minutes per month and it's going to save you time at the grocery store as well. Now the very first time as you start creating your meal list it might take you a little bit longer but once you have those done it's a super super simple program. So step one in this plan is that you're going to list out your family's favorite dinners. And I usually say just like five to 10 dinners is fine. Whatever's easy for you to make, whatever you know that they love and is healthy enough for whatever your standard is right now, whatever those are, list out five to 10 dinners, five to 10 easy breakfasts, and five to 10 easy lunch items. Now, I truly stick to five or less for the breakfast and lunch items, but if you want more of a variety, you can um, go that way too. So I really only want you to list items that have super simple ingredients and are easy for you to prepare because you can make fancier meals for some occasions or for nights when you're feeling like you have way more time or maybe weeks where you have more time, but for your standard monthly meal plan, just keep it simple and affordable. So after you've listed those, Step number two is to create a shopping list for each item. You'll only have to do this step once. So like I said in the beginning, once you do this part, it's going to be easier after this. So you're going to list your shopping list for each of the dinners or lunches or breakfasts. Now, of course, breakfasts and lunches are probably super simple. I'll tell you what mine are here in just a minute so that you can get an idea, but just create a shopping list, not based on what you already have, just everything you would need to make that meal. What would you need to go shopping for if you had none of it? So you're only going to do this once, remember. Create one list for each meal so you can take it with you so you know what you need each week of the plan. When you're ready to make the meal, you're just going to omit the items you already have on hand. So to make this really easy, you could keep the list electronically as well. So once you've created your shopping list, step number three is to get out a blank calendar 
and mark out down any special events or date nights or other activities that might need a specialized menu. For instance, two nights a month we go out to eat. Um, it's every other Tuesday basically because a restaurant in our town does super cheap meals on Tuesday nights and free kids meals. So if we're going to go out, <laughs> that's the night we do it because um, it's affordable for our family. So I mark that off because I know I'm not going to have to cook that night. Um, we do Sunday night dinners with my in-laws, so I mark that night off unless for some reason we're not going to or I'm going to cook for them instead. So that sort of thing, just mark off anything. You might also want to include holidays or birthdays, um, things that you might be doing that are different for your month. Go ahead and mark those off first. And then if for some reason you don't realize it, you know, and you go through the week and you're going to go out to eat one night, no big deal. You're just not going to make that meal. So not you can just flex things around as you go, but it's kind of helpful to do it ahead of time if you can. If you're wanting a blank calendar in that meal planning bundle I was talking about, I give you a free, you know, just blank monthly calendar in that. So you can go to athomewithkids.com forward slash meal planning bundle. And there's also sheets where you can fill in your shopping lists, your recipes, and all that sort of thing in that bundle. And it's totally free. So go get yourself that as you do this process. Step number four, I want you to start filling in the calendar with the meals that you have on your list. You're going to space out your meals so you're not eating the same thing too close together. Because let's say you listed 10 meals. Um, that means you might be eating each one two to three times a month, which as long as you space them out, it's not going to be a big deal. If you don't like that idea or your family doesn't, just add a few more meals into the rotation as you go. So fill, fill in that calendar. Now, I like to put meals with similar ingredients close together because it makes my shopping so much easier, usually cheaper, because I can look for whatever meat is on sale or... Um, you know, buy something more in bulk because I'm going to use it several nights in a row, that sort of thing. For example, I might do fajitas one night and then the next night do chicken tacos and then the next night do um, chicken enchilada soup or fish tacos that week or nachos, um, quesadillas, that sort of thing, just so I'm using some of the same ingredients because then most of the toppings, the vegetables, even a lot of times the meat will be the same, but the meals are different enough that no one's gonna complain in your family. They probably won't even really notice that you're doing that. It just makes your job so much easier, especially because you can prep by cutting all the veggies you know, ahead of time for the week and then you're ready to go. So really, that's it. <laughs> you're gonna take your shopping list with you for each of the meals that you've planned out for that week or two weeks, depending on how you do your shopping, but you'll have your whole month laid out. Um, I don't suggest shopping for your whole month unless you shop in bulk, but a lot of times you need to go to the store anyways for veggies and stuff. So that's up to you, however that works. If you wanna make it super easy, get in the habit of doing this online with your local grocery store or one of the many, many um, different businesses that will now pick up groceries for you and actually deliver them to your house. So that's an extra way to save time each week that you could be doing something else. So if you are feeling like you have some extra time one day or you want to try something new, you can always try out a new recipe. Maybe you see something on Pinterest you think your family would love, give it a try. If it's successful with your family, you can add it to your list of favorite meals. 
but I say only add it to your list if it's so easy to make because otherwise you're never going to want to make it. The meals you put on the regular schedule should fit within your budget and be super simple for you to make. That's what takes the stress out of it and makes it easier to stick to. Let me tell you some of the meals that are on our regular rotation just to give you an idea what that might look like. So for breakfast, I have five things on there and I just rotate them. We eat one pretty much each day and then on the weekends it's kind of a free-for-all or another item on the list. So I'll do um, scrambled or hard-boiled eggs one day. I add some kind of veggie and a fruit with it. Then I do pancakes um, or waffles and I usually make a ton of them ahead of time and then I freeze them and so we can use them again. I'll do muffins, same thing. I freeze those ahead of time as well and we often use those as snacks. And then we'll do either yogurt or cottage cheese one morning. And then another thing on our regular rotation is oatmeal. So those are pretty quick and easy things. Scrambled eggs or hard boiled eggs, pancakes, muffins, yogurt or cream cheese, or sorry, cottage cheese, and then um, oatmeal. That's one of my son's favorites. So we do that a lot too. And then for lunch, um, I again add a veggie or fruit with these but I really just have a few choices. We do sandwiches a lot. It's whatever we have on hand, whatever meat we have there, or peanut butter and jelly or grilled cheese. Um, I'll do chicken tenders, and then bean and rice and cheese burritos, or chips with hummus. So we go back and forth. Um, And then for me, I often just do salads, so that's usually what's on my list. And then for snack items, the things that I stock regularly in my cabinet, you pretty much won't find much else. We do a lot of popcorn um, or tortilla chips and crackers with hummus. Muffins, like I said, we'll freeze those and we'll use them for snacks too. Yogurt with granola um, and then fruit and vegetables. So pretty simple. I keep that really, really pared down because those items, you know, they're every day and you don't want to be spending as much time at breakfast and lunch as you are at dinner time. It'll just make I mean, all day long, you'll be cooking and trying to figure out what you're going to feed your kids. So make it simple. And then also, if we have leftovers from the night before, I use those in place of any of the options I just told you about. And just because it's breakfast, that doesn't mean you have to serve breakfast food. So sometimes it's pizza for breakfast or whatever we had the night before, they may get that for breakfast. Like a bean and rice and cheese burrito has protein in it. You know, it's got what they need to fill them up, so oftentimes we'll eat something like that. Just keep it simple. Whatever you have in your fridge, you can feed your family. Now, okay, step number three. So let me just recap really quick because we went through the first two tips I had for just being successful with this, and then I told you about my plan because that was my second tip was to plan. So we've talked about letting go of all expectations. We talked about planning and then the steps I go through to plan. And remember to get your meal planning bundle so you can just follow along at homewithkids.com forward slash meal planning bundle. It's totally free. Um, So then after that, my third tip is to prep whenever you can. So if you know you're going to have three meals with chopped veggies this week, use small chunks of time whenever you have them to chop some veggies and save them in the fridge. And I'm talking small chunks of time. If I find that I have like 10 minutes, I might really quick pull out carrots and just chop a bunch up because I know I might use them um, in my meal on Wednesday or something like that. So if I know I'm going to need these veggies, I try to look for those little tiny 
spots of time where I can just chop real quick. It totally lessens my load. Some people will do this all at the beginning of the week, maybe on Sunday, spend two hours prepping everything. Um, I don't usually have two hours free, but if you have one or two hours in one block where you can do that, then go ahead and chop veggies or meats. You can do seasonings at that time or marinades. You could even cook like lots of chicken or beef in an instant pot or in your oven or however you prefer to do it, or even just on your grill ahead of time. And then you can just pull it out at mealtimes. I really try to keep my mealtimes during the week to 30 minutes or less as far as prep and cooking time. If it's going to be much longer than that, that meal usually doesn't make it on my regular rotation. It might be more of a weekend meal or a special occasion. So any prepping you can do ahead of time, whatever works best for you and your time schedule, but I urge you to give it a try. Tip number four is to take the pressure off. If you know you're going to have a busier than normal day, or you just can't get the meal you plan on the table and still have the patience you need to parent, then serve your kids cereal for dinner. Not every meal has to be perfect, and not every meal has to be perfectly balanced. If you're trying to feed your kids decently nutritious meals most of the time, there is no harm in raiding your cabinets for something easy on days that you're just too overwhelmed. So keep that in mind and give yourself some grace and take the pressure off of yourself at mealtimes. Tip number five is that you unclutter your kitchen and your pantry. Now, of course, this one might be causing you some anxiety and you know that this might take you quite a bit of time. But if you have a cluttered kitchen and you have a cluttered pantry, everything's gonna be more stressful in your kitchen. So I want you to try really hard to stock only the items that you use all the time in your pantry. If you have time in the near future, go through your pantry, get rid of everything you don't use, really start to organize and pare things down into what you need, what you want to have there, and what you know you're going to use so that you can find things easily, so that you can meal plan easily, so that you know what you have when you go shopping. Everything gets easier if your pantry and your kitchen aren't cluttered. So if you're really struggling with this part, this is something we talk about in um, the Simple Home Decluttering Challenge. That is free for you to join. I'd love to have you join it. It's five days of decluttering different areas in your house, kind of the most lived in and most problematic for moms. And so I'd love to have you join me. You can do that at athomewithkids.com forward slash decluttering challenge. You can get signed up there and you'll get five emails um, throughout the week that'll help you with this process. I do urge you to try to unclutter your kitchen and your pantry and just get things out of there that you don't need. You don't need to have tons of snack options. You don't need tons of spices that you've only used once, you know, three different kinds of grains or four different types of rice. Just try to pare down to what you're really going to use. It really will be helpful. Once you've made your lists of recurring meals, make a list of the items you need for those meals and just stock those. So you can look at your shopping lists and see what's on those lists and just try to keep those stocked and then you won't have to shop near as much. If you need a new spice or grain for a meal you've decided to try, you can get just the amount you need from one of the bulk bins at your local grocery store so you don't have to store the remainder of that item. And if your pantry is overflowing, 
you are going to be overwhelmed from the start. So same thing with your drawers in your kitchen. If you have a million utensils or dishes, um, pots and pans, all of that, try to pare it down a little bit. I'm not saying you have to pare it down to nothing, but see what you can do to just make it easier and more of a place you enjoy being so that you're not stressed before you even start. Here's your action item for today. First thing you need to do is download your free meal planning bundle. Go to athomewithkids.com forward slash meal planning bundle. It doesn't matter if this is the middle of the month or the last week of the month or even the last day of the month. Getting yourself accustomed to meal planning is going to be a huge weight off your shoulders. So if you download that bundle and at least get started with listing out your favorite meals, your family's favorite meals, and you can ask them. I try to make sure that I ask my kids what their favorite meals are at any given time so that they feel like they have a voice in what I'm cooking. At least once a week I ask each kid, like, what would you want this week? And we put those on the list so that so that I know that they're kind of vested in it and they're going to eat well for me because they feel like they have a voice. Now, I don't let them choose anything under the sun. It's got to be one of the meals that I usually cook. It's got to, you know, and those meals are usually healthy and have the ingredients I want in them, but at least they have a voice in it. And so they usually eat better for me. So you're going to download that meal planning bundle, start getting those meals and your um, recipes written out and your shopping lists written out so that meal planning is much easier. And you're also going to give yourself some grace. If you can't get a meal on the table every single night, or it's not as healthy as you wanted, or it's cereal or noodles or whatever it is, just breathe, relax, and enjoy. And then my other action item for those of you who are like super go-getters is to start paring down your kitchen. So this includes your drawers and your cabinets, and your refrigerator, and your pantry, all those areas in your kitchen that are causing you a bit of anxiety before you even enter, start paring them down, go drawer by drawer, or shelf by shelf, but start getting rid of the things you don't truly need in there. That's it for this episode, so make sure to visit the show notes at athomewithkids.com forward slash episode six. You're going to find any links I mentioned in this episode, and you can get signed up for both the meal planning bundle and the decluttering challenge. You just listened to an episode of The Simple Home. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I feel truly honored to be a small part of your life. Please take a moment to give a rating and write a quick review on iTunes. That will help this podcast reach more people, and I appreciate the feedback. We meet here every week, so hit subscribe so you know when the newest episode goes live. And for more practical tips on simplifying motherhood, visit athomewithkids.com. I can't wait to talk to you next time.